Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. This is Katie Marquette and on this podcast we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. There's a cat in here. (laughs) It's not going to be great for the audio, but that's fine. I'm also here along with this annoying cat with my husband, Chris. Say hi, Chris. Hi there. So um, I really took that very literally, um, my introduction, anything and everything uh, that inspires wonder because we're going to talk about owls today. That's just an interest of mine. I don't know if it's shared by any of you, so, but that's what, we're, that's what we're talking about. We're all a little slap happy because the baby is going through the four-month sleep regression. Any other parents probably know what we're talking about, um, so we haven't slept that much. So um, Creatures of the Night seems appropriate, right? That's us now. So, um, Chris, you've always liked owls, I think. Um, I think that I've only more recently become interested in them. Did you like them when you were a kid? Just birds of prey like that have always kind of interested me. I was always very interested in, um, people have heard me talk about Ted Hughes a lot, uh, about, you know, he, he had sort of these, this whole crow series, but he also has um, a great poem he wrote about uh, his encounter with a hawk um, and actually sort of put himself in the mind of the hawk. I think I shared that poem back um, in uh, my episode, The Piece of Wild Things. I think that was like episode three. It's still one of my favorite episodes. So I uh, shared that po- that poem in there. I also talked about um, Helen McDonald's book, H is for Hawk, which is a great book. Uh, so... If you're sort of interested in these in these birds of prey, which I I think it's I think it's because they're so um, they're so they're so violent, um, but they are so Chris you you've used this phrase about our cat before. They are so themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you can say that about all animals, I guess. But um, I think maybe one thing that uh, owls have in common with cats is just sort of how mysterious they are. You know, it's very very hard to tell what a cat is thinking and it's very hard to tell what um, birds in general but birds of prey because they're uh, um, I don't know they have like you said that kind of violent objective uh, unlike a cardinal or a sparrow or something mm-hmm. Not interesting. yeah um, actually I don't you'll have to fact check me on this but I'm pretty sure there's a some like idiom I think in Japanese or something where they call owls like cat birds or something like that Hmm. you'll have to fact check that interesting well that's actually a good segue into I will admit my rather um, cursory research into some of the um, mythological sort of views on owls in different cultures because um, they do pop up a lot uh, in in you know literature and in religion and in folklore uh, and they have very different meanings in different cultures. And um, in Africa and Kenya, uh, owls are harbingers of death. Uh, so if one saw or heard an owl hoot, someone was going to die. And in general, owls are sort of a bad luck omen there. Um, 
in Asia, in, Mang in Mongolia, the owl is more of a benign omen. Uh, there's a story about Genghis Khan hiding from his enemies um, when an owl roosted in a tree above him, which caused his pursuers to think that no man could be hidden there. I don't really know why that was the conclusion, but that's what they thought, I guess. You know, owls and people, they don't live together, so they were like, no way he's in there. Um, in Japan, owls are lucky. Um, so, and then in ancient Semitic cultures and Babylonian culture, uh, we hear the owl associated with Lilith, which you may have heard of um, in sort of these... Uh, so in some sort of Jewish folklore traditions and then in Mesopotamian religions, uh, she was sort of the first wife of Adam in some of those stories. So, um, but, but actually in the Bible, Lilith, the word only appears once, um, and that's in Isaiah 34, 14. And Lilith is actually literally translated as a night creature. So that sort of story of Lilith is sort of a... Um, apocryphal uh is it is is outside the tradition story but um is translated sometimes as a night creature sometimes as a screech owl so that's sort of interesting that we have this association with with owls there and then of course we know um just in the west generally owls are associated with wisdom and vigilance a, a big part of this of course is because of the goddess athena and um, her sort of animal companion, animal familiar, was an owl. Um, so that's where we get a lot of the, the ideas of owls being associated with wisdom across many cultures. I'm going to play a really funny clip for you here if you've seen um, the 1981 Clash of the Titans. Great film, definitely recommend it. I haven't watched it in years. I should, we should, we should rewatch that sometime. You've never seen it? Oh, it was a it was a classic in my in my family. My dad loved this movie, <laughs> and um, it's 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 like right during that time when I think they were a little too confident in their visual effects and technology, so they like were not deterred by the idea of doing a sea monster or anything like that. But they were like still using Plato, um, so <laughs> so it's fun in that way. And of course, it's a great story though. But they sort of took a little um, literary license here and uh, created this character of Bubo. It's flying straight for us. Is it a hawk? Is it going to attack? By the gods, an owl. Golden owl. <laughs> Bubo was forged by Hephaestus and sent by Athena to aid Perseus in his quest to save the princess Andromeda in, um, that is not in uh, traditional Greek mythology. He's sort of a clock, clockwork um, owl. He's not a, not a real live owl, but um, Athena was, uh, was um, uh, associated with a real owl, a little owl. That's actually a breed. Not, I'm not just saying it was little. A little owl is what they think, um, think it was. And of course, Athena was the Greek goddess of wisdom, domestic crafts, and military strategy. You, you like Athena. You said that was your, your Greek goddess crush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Athena's my dream girl. <laughs> what is it about her? Um, I think the uh, wisdom and the military prowess. <laughs> <laughs> and the gray eyes, right? Gray-eyed Athena. Um, <laughs> the wisdom and the... <laughs> <it's> the, <laughs> the wisdom. <laughs> The wisdom and the military prowess. 
Um, so the myth of how the owl came to symbolize Athena involves a princess from the island of Lesbos named, oh my goodness, I can't pronounce that name. Do you know how to pronounce that? <laughs> no. Uh, Nictimini? Uh, uh, so, so, okay, some princess. Um, she was raped by her father, the king, and she fled to the forest, and she was so ashamed, refused to leave the woods, hid in the dark, and Athena found her there and transformed her into an owl, and that's the owl that, um, that would become her, her animal companion. And I found this really interesting. The owl sat on Athena's blind side, so it gave her the ability to see through the dark or blind spots and thus know and speak the whole truth. So that's really interesting, uh, thinking of how the owl came to symbolize wisdom. And associated with that, there's a really nice quote I found from uh, the 19th century German philosopher Hegel, um, who said that the owl of Minerva spreads its wings only with the falling of dusk. So in and of itself, that's just sort of a nice phrase, but he's really talking about philosophy as a whole. So basically, wisdom only comes at the end of the day after you've had the full experience of life. Um, you know, not just, not, um, he's not saying that wisdom's coming with a morning dove, it's coming with the owl, it's coming with, um, with the night uh, and the owl's association with the night. But really why I um, dragged Chris here to be on this podcast is that we had a very close encounter with an owl and first of all I'm just very enamored by just personal experiences of like where you get these brushes of um of like the wild of of just sort of this other world that I feel like we sort of exist in parallel to the animal world the wild animal world um just in the past two weeks like a, a fox a beautiful orange fox um past me maybe six feet in front of me on a walk in the same spot that's clearly maybe it was a mother fox I don't know maybe she has um, her pups right around there but she would cross right in front of me twice and just like that being that close to that fox really impacted me um, and I read in an essay recently about a woman who she actually um, I'll put a link in the show notes when I go and find um, her book I, I shared uh, shared her book and an essay she wrote um, in uh, one of my Substack newsletters but about sort of nature and creation and what that teaches um, how the natural world teaches us about the beauty of creation but she said that she when she was on a sightseeing trip um, out on a boat and she actually got to like sort of look into the eye of a humpback whale it just changed her entire life and she just sort of radically changed her life um, and her in her the direction of her research and everything she was doing and I just totally understand that because I think that um, those encounters with the animal world are what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode our encounters with the real um can be sort of this um jump shot of reality uh so in any case we ran across an owl uh a little owl um who it was a little a little was he a, what was he he was a little screech owl yes yeah, so um an eastern screech owl so um so we were out on a walk i was i was quite pregnant at this point I think um I was it was right around the new year it was right around that's right it was right right around new year's and also for context um at the time she still likes them but at the time um Jojo our daughter was really really obsessed with owls like she had this little Nat Geo uh catalog of them and would name I mean she knows more owls than most people I think <laughs> definitely so um in any case, we were walking along with the dogs uh, when Ollie started nudging something. 
Yeah, he started sniffing around, and uh, he always does that, so I didn't think anything of it until what he was sniffing sort of bounced away. <laughs> and um, at first I thought it was like a baby hawk or something, because you could tell right away it was a bird of prey. But I didn't see it clearly enough to know it was an owl at first. Yeah, well, and then what also became clear pretty quickly is that it was injured um, because it sort of hopped back uh, to to its tree where we found where right where near we found it, and uh, we're, you know obviously I think it would have flown away if it could have, but um, so it's clearly an injured little owl, um, and we you, because it couldn't go anywhere, we could really look at it up close, um, and I I did get a few pictures, maybe I'll share them online or something like that or in my newsletter or something um but uh it was just really really cool to see an owl that close it was a lot smaller than i like i i didn't really know i'd never seen a screech owl before i'd only seen them in books next to other owls of you know different um breeds or whatever the right word is and um you know they're all the same size on the page so i was really kind of shocked how small it was um it was yeah you know, you could hold it in one hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was small. It was, that that was. I thought maybe it was like a baby. Is for I didn't know. We didn't know what like breed it was. What type of owl um, until later. But in any case, we we continued on our walk. You know, we've got the dogs. We've got um, Jojo in her. Which she she was in her wagon. I think she was <laughs> toting her along in her wagon, uh, like the queen she is. And um, you know, and of course fascinated by owls right so we're telling her like Jojo there's an owl there and she was like reading her book like she just was like uh-huh yeah and just totally uninterested so <laughs> oh man I, that makes me think of when I was a kid and I would read a book by like my little flashlight when we were watching the fireworks like how annoying is that like if I was a parent seeing that I'd just be like okay I would think I was 13 just to put it in context so um but in any case well, that would only be a good comparison if you were <laughs> reading a book about fireworks yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe there's some. Um, so we continued on our walk, but we're feeling sort of like guilty because we're like, what? What do we do about this owl? He's clearly injured. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, he's gonna die there. Um, so what do we do? So we're start googling um, like animal control and. Uh, yeah, I called like all of the local animal controls and it was just past the time that they were open I think it was just by a couple of minutes even um, so that I got a voicemail for all of them but eventually found a place Owl Moon I forget what it's called now Owl Moon Raptor Center yeah I think that was it yeah but it's pretty far away from us but um, just gave them a call just on the off chance they'd get it left a voicemail and then was like well we did everything we could you know I hope we hear but didn't know and then I think it was like half an hour later I got a or less than that it was like 10-15 minutes later yeah because we were still walking yeah got a phone uh, call from them again and they said they would come out and uh, pick it up even though they, she was like an hour away um, and she, she was trying to get me to like meet her halfway and stuff and it was just yeah I don't remember the details really about that so much but anyway eventually she asked if I could get it in a box, <laughs> which uh, was interesting. So I so I took Jojo back to the house, and then you went to go check out this owl, because you went and got a box. Yeah, well, I got and I got a giant box, which apparently she meant she intended like for me to get box, like a right? very small box. Yeah, but um, it was still in the same spot. You know, we left it, and um, 
I just sort of <laughs> didn't really know how to approach the owl. <laughs> sort of like, Hello. It was sort of funny in a way because I'm just like creeping toward <laughs> this owl with the box really in front of me, huh? like trying yeah. to be as inconspicuous as possible. <laughs> as, you know, watching you like he, yeah, he was looking right at me like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, I knew he was injured too, so I didn't want him to be bounding off as much, you know, or as little as possible. So, but anyway, eventually he he did kind of flutter off to one little um, alcove in the tree there, and I was able to kind of uh, um, creep around the tree and like put the box over him so that he could kind of hop into the box, and uh, that's how we got it. Closed the box up and brought him back. It was you know quite a thrill walking along knowing I had a little owl in this box, but. And then I remember when you got back, I immediately was like, I don't know if we should leave it out there because we have three barn cats that look around. There. Of course, Jones, like, just immediately was by that box. And I was like, I don't want him to. And they unfortunately, like, kill birds more frequently than I like. Um, so this little owl would have been perfect for him. So then we brought him. We have sort of, we live in sort of an odd house. It has an atrium in the middle of the house. So we put the owl in the box. Like an outdoor atrium, yeah. And we put the owl in the box in the atrium while we waited for um, the owl moon representative to arrive, um, who was just how you would picture a owl fanatic. She was great. Um, she used the word man a lot. I just remember she was like yeah, very, she was very cool. Yeah, she was very cool. And she was really congratulatory to Chris about like his first owl capture. <laughs> she was like, man, like you got the owl. Like that's awesome. Um, so she brought it out, like she took it out, um, and held it when we were there, when she, she arrived. So we really got a good look at him. And unfortunately that's when we saw that he was really quite injured. Um, and, uh, just the, the wing, the wing, yeah. Was really injured. Yeah. Which for a bird, it's like, you know, with horses, it's like you, if they break their leg, it's, that's it. It was kind of the same case with the owl. Um, so, but his, we still had hope at that point though. We they, did. They, they were going to go take him to yeah. recuperate, um, well, and get x-rays and all the rest of it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And um, I'm not sure how this place gets funded. I don't either. But it's a lot of funding <laughs> yeah. to take care of this owl. Yeah, a lot of equipment to yeah. rehabilitate wild uh, raptors. Yeah, which is cool. But, um, Very cool. And Chris got a little too attached to the owl. He named it and was sending me all these things about how it would be to keep an owl as a pet and everything. And... Yeah, I did call them every day, and I think they <laughs> maybe got a little tired of that. <laughs> the owl. Yeah. Okay, so the sad, I'll just skip ahead to say that the sad end of this story is that the owl did not make it. Um, but, you know, we did save him from, they, they said, you know, we did the right thing, and that um, he 100% would have starved to death or been eaten by something, so... At least he was comfortable, and uh, we gave him a shot. So, and in any case, you know, I'm just like grateful to him for that experience because that was one of those experiences of just like being very close to something so wild and from this other world. And it still, it still has. I mean, it, I think I'll always remember that. Like, it's just had a big impact on me. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I tell everybody about it. It's my, like, one little conversation thing that I have. So. That's true. Yeah, it's like there were a few times Chris came back from work saying, like, oh, I told so-and-so about 
the owl and i'm like how did that come up <laughs> and i don't I just it's not really something that you bring up in normal conversation but it's conversation toward an owl no yeah and we did name him his name was shackleton because chris was reading about the explorer <laughs> at the time so rest in peace shackleton and thank you for your impact on our lives and also you know now it's really cute because we call lucy a little a little owl which is really funny when she's she started doing those little like squawking noises and jojo repeating us will be like maybe baby lucy's being a screech owl so <laughs> um she has owl, wide owl-like eyes and things like that. I've, I've just started doing her nursery in sort of a vaguely owl-themed and everything. So, um... She has these talons, also. <laughs> well, you know, like, newborns do have those really sharp <laughs> nails. Yeah, those talons, those wings of hers. Um, hunting. Yeah, dusk. right. Yeah, that would explain the sleeplessness, too, so... So in any case, um, I hope this little anecdote story was just fun for you. Um, if only it's only for my records now, and I'll always have a story of Shackleton on record. Um, but so, so whether it's owls or something else, maybe uh, this podcast can inspire you to, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, look into the mythology around some of your favorite animals. Sometimes that's a really fun way to discover uh, new poetry or literature or just uh, myths, things like that. Um, symbols throughout time, uh, what different animals have met and meant to different people in different cultures and religions. Um, I think I think that can be really, really, really interesting and a way for us to sort of bridge that divide that it can seem so immense. But um, I think especially when you have children, um, the animals and the animal world doesn't seem that far away. I think it's because we all decorate everything with animals. All their books are about animals. I think that animals are naturally extremely interesting to us. So that can be something really wonderful to rekindle. So uh, I sort of just launched into this episode, but as always, you can contact me by going to bornofwonder.com. I'd love to receive your emails. Please email me anytime. Um, I am doing my very best to stay on top of writing um, over at Substack. Uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes. Um, most of what I share is completely free, but I do have a paid option where um, next week I'll be sharing another Born of Wonder sound escape. Uh, that's an audio thing, and I do have some essays that are for subscribers only, some long-form things, so you can go over there, or you can leave sort of a tip in the tip jar over at Patreon. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes there. So um, I'm going to leave you with some chant from the Dominican House of Studies. Um, this is like my sleep music. <laughs> um, this is what I fall asleep to. I have like a Pavlovian response to it. Uh, it just knocks me right out. So um, I'm going to share 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 some of that chant for you um, if you if you need something to fall asleep to. Also, maybe particularly relevant for this episode is I discovered um, a podcast called Relax with Animal Facts, <laughs> and it's one of those podcasts that's actually geared to you falling asleep to it. It has a guy with a very soothing voice who then tells you facts about animals. So that could be another one to look into. So I'll have this chant play us out here from the Dominican House of Studies, and um, I will put a link to um, the Animal Facts Sleep Podcast in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. I'm Katie Marquette, and this is Born of Wonder. Oh.